If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Nicole Livingston's been good enough to join me, the head of AFLW and women's football. Great to have you, Nicole, and congratulations on the success of the year so far. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, season six has been fantastic. Difficult to deliver, but we are so overjoyed that we're at grand final stage. And as much as uh, you would love any team to play in the grand final, I'm presuming that you are reasonably happy with the two teams and the two storylines of Aaron Phillips and Daisy Pierce as well? Oh, the two best teams all throughout the year. Um, you know, there wasn't much separating them. Of course, Adelaide won the minor premiership at the end of our home and away and um, Melbourne, who, you know, over the last six seasons have been threatening to make a grand final each and every year and just haven't been able to get there. But now in 2022, they have got there. And you're right. I mean, the plot line, it uh, is fantastic with Erin uh, and Daisy. Of course, Erin's already won a couple of grand finals uh, and premierships. Daisy hasn't um, and I guess a lot of speculation about both of them whether they'll continue to play whether you know one might be in a different colour one might move into coaching you know there's a lot around uh, the, the plot lines on this. Do you expect uh, a, a massive crowd what kind of number do you expect? Mm-hmm. Of course, Adelaide Oval's been great for us over the time. Um, you remember we had that 53,034 mm. crowd, um, and that was pre-COVID. So I think, you know, we probably live in a different world now, but we hope that we will have um, a, at least a similar crowd to last year's grand final, which is around the 23, 24,000 mark. Um, tickets are still available. They're really easy to come by, um, women's.afl. And I know for Victorian listeners, it's a really simple drive across to Adelaide if you want to go and have a look at uh, not only uh, great AFLW, but Jess Melbourne. As, as you've mentioned, uh, is there as, as part-time, half-time entertainment. When will you make a decision on when next season will start? I, don't, I presume you won't be telling me now, but uh, is there a timeline for, to deciding? Um, our focus is obviously on tomorrow's grand final and then we'll move through it pretty quickly. Um, you know, we've done a lot of work since the commission gave us a provisional green light to do it and that provisional green light was to work through all of the things that we needed to work through. Um, so, yeah, we're not too far away from making determinations and announcements on that. But, of course, our focus is, is very much on, on this weekend's grand final. So do I read into that? You essentially know when it's going to be, but now's not the time to announce it. No, we still have to work through some um, parts of it, um, and and obviously reach agreement with the PA as well. Um, from from a you know they they are partners with us in this. Uh, we've spoken to many players and spoken to the PA as well as our clubs and our commercial partners. So uh, we still have a little bit to work through, but it won't take us too much longer to work through that. Do your commercial partners and does the AFL in general like the idea of having a month of crossover of? AFLW and AFL games on the same day, same ground? Yeah, look, we do, we do like the idea of the crossover because as AFLW now enters its seventh season, 
you know, we are attracting more and more, um, you know, hardcore men's fans that are just wanting to watch football and watch their club play and do battle on the field. And, of course, by the time we get into August, there are 10 clubs that have lost the opportunity to continue mm. to play. So those, those supporters are still looking for football content and maybe feel a little ripped off that their men's team has stopped. So, mm. um, you know, it, it means that there's less men's games on offer, great slots for us to move into. Um, but, you know, women's football is growing and we think that August is a good time for it and then come out the back there. And then the whole industry actually gets a break over Christmas, New Year, which I think is important after the last few years that everybody's had. New teams coming in, are you worried that it will thin the talent out a little too much or is it just time to do it and what happens, happens? Look, we've done expansion a couple of times prior. We've gone from 8 to 10 to 14 and, and now 18. And, and with each of those, there's had to be more talent to be found. Uh, 120 players is what um, needs to be found for these four new teams to come in. And, and Essendon and, and Hawthorne have been running a VFLW program for quite some time. So um, we will find more players. The pathways are very mature and more players are coming through. The girls under 18 championships are about to get started. So there's some really hot talent coming through. Uh, and I think the more that we grow as AFLW, the more women and girls are going to start to choose AFLW with the sports that are on offer. So, um, yeah, I feel confident that we'll continue to, to grow you know, um, expansion over the time. It was time to rip the band-aid off, bring the next four clubs in to finalise it as 18 clubs because we did see that, you know, with time and the evolution of women's football, it is hard to catch up if you wait any longer. Um, so we do feel like as the product's grown and got better and quicker and the skills have improved, now's the time to bring the other four clubs in. And base pay or pay in general for women, the evolution of that, how do you see that mm-hmm in the next couple of years because there is a CBA to be organised? Yeah, yeah, there is a CBA to be agreed to. Um, you know, I think the next evolution is is uh, looking at the players being year-round and what that content looks like. Uh, obviously, the season and the contracts at the moment are six months in time uh, and the players are still doing work away from those six months in terms of staying fit and doing their rehabilitation and, and prehabilitation. So, you know, what does year-round look like? And then, to be honest, Wayne, what does one sport look like? Um, you know, a club having 70 to 80 players in, in, their, uh, in their doors, you know, regardless of, of gender, you know, how do we actually um, integrate this and make it one sport where the opportunity for women players is similar or more similar to the opportunity for, for male players? So, um, you know, to be able to train during the day rather than after hours uh, is probably the next thing to be looking at. But we need to do that in a holistic way where players are still having other interests away from football. And I'm sure if you talk to any of the male players, um, many of them talk the same thing about, you know, what do I do after football? If I've got all my eggs in the football basket, what, how does that set me up? Our female players have been doing that and doing it really well. Um, so there is some evolution to happen there um, to year round. What does daytime training look like in the future? Uh, and how do we bring everybody on the journey to, to um, you know, to continue to professionalise AFLW? And is there a push for full equality of pay, men and women, if it is a year-round job for the women in time? 
Oh, look, I think improved um, pay is certainly something that the players are, are looking for. Our, our base payment uh, on that Tier 4 um, is around that $23,000 mark um, for that six-month period of time and 10 home and aways and three weeks of finals. So, um, you know, and we have players that are obviously earning much more of a living in, in terms of uh, Australian football and appearances and endorsements and those kind of things as well. So uh, it is an evolution. We've got, you know, between 11 and $12 million in player payments this year that the AFL pays... Um, um, the players, so it's a little different to the men. So, you know, from five years ago having nothing to having, you know, between 11 and $12 million in player payments going out to 420 women, it's pretty impressive. Um, but there's still more that we can do as we continue to grow. And the AFLW Best and Fairest Award, uh, is there a chance that you will name it after someone once that someone retires? <laughs> Uh, look, it um, is hotly debated. Um, of course, at the moment, it's just called the AFLW Best and Fairest. It took a long time for um, Charles Brownlow to be recognised. And I think uh, six years into the competition, um, you know, we've had some standout performers. But I think we should, um, you know, just wait and see uh, in the coming years as to, to what it might look like. Uh, I'm not ruling is... it out. and I, I think it is an evolution that we should, should um, look into. But, yeah, whether or not it's called a, an Aaron Phillips or a Daisy Pierce. Um, time will tell. Have you got a preference for one over the other while I've got you on the line? <laughs> oh, come on. I've got to see both of them over the weekend. <laughs> no, no preference. Uh, and uh, the pathway for women's coaches, Nicole, uh, is it being enhanced to the point that women can be involved in men's programs? Yeah, we'll make some announcements soon. We'll get through the AFLW Grand Final just around our coach acceleration program. That will include um, some outstanding women coaches that will uh, be supported into the men's program as well as work in women's football. So there's some great names and great coaches that will be announced in time um, with that program. Uh, and that will allow the normalisation of women in football departments. And it's not just the normalisation of women in footy departments. It's actually seeing a woman coach as... A competitive advantage and the NFL has cottoned onto it you know uh, over the years uh, I think it's time for AFL to cotton onto it as well that a woman coach does actually bring something different and does give you a competitive advantage. And will that allow a women's coach in every AFL team to be outside of the soft cap? Um, this program in particular is looking at a, a number of coaches. Um, you know, we started with six. We're looking to announce nine. We'll do that in, in a week or so. Um, the, it was a competitive process. All clubs were, were given the opportunity to bid for it, and they needed to actually demonstrate the program offering. So it was less about... Um, you know, the coach that they were putting forward, the woman coach that they were putting forward because they were all quality coaches. It was to do with uh, the support of the AFL senior coach, the support of the programming that they were putting in place across the men's. Um, so, um, yes, it will sit outside of the soft cap, but even more than that, Dwayne, we are co-funding it with, with the club. So the AFL commission um, green, greenlit that a little while ago. So the AFL will be paying half the salaries of these women as well. Great news. Uh, one last one, Nicole. Do you think a shoey for the winner at the Best and Fairest will become a tradition going forward? Oh, God. Uh, well, I think as we have more women coaches come into the AFLW, uh, I don't know if the open toe shoe will actually hold a shoey moving forward. So, um, yeah, it was great to see. I mean, obviously the Lions um, have a great rapport with Craig. Um, he did put that shoe back on very quickly, so I'm not sure of the state of the shoe or the sock. Uh, for the rest of the night, I'm sure it was pretty squidgy. Uh, do you want to give a tip to me or may the best team win, do you think? 
Oh, no, women's footy always wins. Um, you know, Adelaide have been very strong. Um, you know, it may be a fairytale ending for one of two players that have become household names. Great to have you, Nicole. Congratulations again, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Wayne. Let's hope we get a great contest. Nicole Livingston, head of the AFLW and women's football. And you can catch SEN's call of the AFLW Grand Final from 12.15 on Saturday with the first bounce at 12.30pm. So make sure you get a little piece of that, if not all of it. Dwayne's World for the Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value. And for Independent Reserve, looking to buy Bitcoin, choose independentreserve.com. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.